Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe. We've got an awesome show ahead of you today. Abdul Nader will be joining us and we'll be covering a lot of cool stuff. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Thunder Basketball Universe. Super special podcast today because we've got a special guest in Abdul Nader. Nader, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Of course, we got our usual crew, Nick Gallo, along with producer Hindi, and you're a pretty big Star Wars fan, right? Huge. Okay, so what do you think about what's coming up for Star Wars? To be honest, I'm more of an original Star Wars guy, but um, the the newer ones have really have really been pretty good. So I'm interested to see what happens after there's no more Luke anymore. So oh boy. we'll see how it is. Yeah, see, I'm not the biggest Star Wars person, but I have been watching The Mandalorian, and I am a huge Baby Yoda fan. How can you not be a Baby Yoda fan? I know, right? (laughs) Must protect Baby Yoda at all costs. (laughs) Dooley, what color would your lightsaber be? Uh, See, I I was actually just playing the new Jedi game the other day, and it's it's gold, so it's a little different. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty fly. Okay. And then if you had to pick a force power, what would be your go-to force power? Probably... The way they jump, like they just like the force jump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Can somebody explain the lightsaber color? Like, is it like a mood type thing? Like a mood saber? It's a mood <laughs> ring. <laughs> mood I mean, ring. Well, no, I don't know. They don't really ever say anything about it. I think it's just random kind of. So it's like not purple. like personality. Like, doesn't depend on your personality. Mm, I don't. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't think it's a answer. little based on like the type of Jedi you are. Obviously, yeah. like red is for the dark side. But yeah. I heard a cool story about Sam Jackson why he had a purple one in the prequels because they had that big battle scene and he wanted to be able to find where his character was in the big battle scene oh, and no one else had purple. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So it's a little bit of production. Yeah. <laughs> Three steps ahead. That makes a lot of sense. Well, equally exciting things happened for the Thunder and while we've got Abdul here, we want to just pick your brain on what happened in these past couple of comebacks. Two back-to-back mm-hmm. historic comebacks for the Thunder. What goes through your head when your team gets down 26 or 24 points what are you thinking it's gonna be a long night <laughs> but no um obviously we don't want to put ourselves in that uh situation but i mean it speaks to our resilience and uh our camera our camera i can't talk right now sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's been a long one post practice yeah <laughs> yeah but um it just shows how how together this group is, and that we f- we feel like we could keep playing even for down big and come back and win a game like that. Like I said earlier, obviously we don't want to keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think it's a good thing that happened though. We kind of need that. It's like a wake up call, but at the same time we also we're also winning. So <laughs> seems like Dennis is a big like energy catalyst in Huge. some of those moments. I mean, he picks he picks up uh, point guard ninety four feet every 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 night. That's, that, that's extremely hard to do. He makes it look effortless, and he does a lot of the scoring in the second unit, so um, it's huge. Even outside of production, though, I feel like he's just like a big ball of energy. He's always up on the bench. Like, what does yeah. that do for, you know, you guys when you see him up like that, just like always engaged? Well, it's great because everybody knows he's a great player, and uh, he's a veteran, obviously. So um, when you see guys like that, that level be such a team guy, it just it just rubs off on the rest of the group. He was involved in that 8-0 flurry in the last 35 seconds of the third mm-hmm. quarter last night. What was it like being on the floor when you hit that huge three and, and had that crazy rally? Uh, it was fun, you know, especially because we were talking about on the bench before we all went in and knew that we had to bring a whole bunch of energy or else the game was going to be, like, out of reach. 
I mean, it's just nice to know that we got the job done. One of the things that stuck out for all of us was the insane walk-ins that <laughs> your team had yesterday, sporting some new attire. Talk to us about what happened yesterday pregame. Well, CP hooked us up with some fresh suits, and um, we talked about it as a team, and we decided to wear them last night. I'm definitely not a suit guy personally, but obviously the team's going to do it. Everybody's going to do it. So, I'm, but, I mean, it was fun, and uh, I think it turned out all the suits looked great, and it turned out really well. They were all different, and I think that's what kind of shocked all of us. They were all kind of suited to everybody's personalities. Yeah. Like, you rock sneakers with yours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Dennis had a beanie. Like, what goes into your style and, like, how you picked out what suit you wanted to wear? Well, the dress shoes just didn't work. My feet are too wide. <laughs> so, everything else was done by uh, Chris's stylist, and... Um, she, they, they they did a great job, and Steven, Steven kind of threw on that hat, and I know Dennis had the beanie. That was kind of their stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm not really hip to any of that stuff, so I couldn't, I couldn't make any major decisions fashionably like that. Who had the best look in your mind? I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not, a, not including yourself. Yeah. Not including, including you. yourself. I really like Stevens a lot. Yeah. Stevens is first. Tip of the cap. Yeah. yeah. All that. that With his good. hair and everything, yeah. looked nice. Yeah, yeah. It was dope. It was good. Yeah, we saw him get hyped up a lot in the locker room when he <laughs> walked in. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Nerlens was really sharp. Nerlens did look good, too. Look like he's like a principal at high school or something. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about your last second three pointer just before the end of the third quarter. And we were curious, like, as a kid, were you on the basketball court, like, in those moments where you're counting down five, four, three, two, one, or what, you know, when you were out on the court just playing, what was that, what were those moments Young like? Young Abdul. Uh, most of those moments were on a playground, and uh, there's definitely moments where you're counting down in your head, like, five, when you're by yourself and you're just, like, just pretending, especially as a kid. I think those are the moments that make you, like, fall in love with the game, you know, and then you get to live it out. It's, uh, it's a blessing. What was it like for you developing as a, a young, budding basketball star? You know, it was really, you, I think my situation was kind of unique just because I, you guys know I moved here from Alexandria, Egypt when I was about like eight years old, nine years old. So I wasn't big on the basketball culture, neither was my family and nobody that I really knew. So I kind of just had to go, like, figure things out as I went. Nobody, I didn't have a dad that was, like, into sports. He was like, oh, this is how you do this, or this is how you do. So um, it was, it was kind of just, it was just like a process, you know? And I didn't really figure a lot of things out till later on. So how did you get into basketball then? To be honest, to start making friends and stuff. I couldn't speak English, and it helped me, like, make friends, start learning how to speak English. Latrell McKinney is still one of my good friends to this day. And uh, he was the first real friend I made in the in the states, and yeah, I'm I'm blessed to have him in my life, and he he's a great guy. You know, I couldn't speak the language. He he would help me with English, my homework, stuff like that. So it, it was really good. You just met him out on the court. Yeah, somewhere? at the playground. <laughs> we went to school together, but it was like I never saw him, and we weren't in any classes or anything like that. Is, would you say that's when you started like falling in love with the game. Yeah, because I would just always be at his house or something. His family, his brothers and sisters are, like, all into the athletic world. So I kind of just got into it through that. Yeah, what was that like for you going to school, you know, in a completely different culture than the one that you had come from in Alexandria? Uh, it was super different. I went to a public school in Chicago, and um, my my school in, in, in Alexandria was, uh, it was like a British school. 
I don't know if I told you guys that before. So like, they taught, they were like teaching me semi how to speak English. I was just getting into the stages before I left, and uh, we had to wear a uniform. So it was like these shorts, <laughs> like that came up to your like mid thigh, uh, short sleeve, and then it's like a vest and the button and all this stuff. So my first day at school, my mom dresses me as as if I was still going to school in Egypt, and I just walk into this public school. And everybody's just staring at me. I have like this like weird haircut, and <laughs> and, there, and then I remember this one kid just like whispering like, "Whoa, this guy's weird." <laughs> oh no. You had to get a thick skin quick, huh? Yeah, and luckily I didn't really understand what it all meant at the time. Abdul, while we have you here, we kind of want to pick your brain and just figure out what, or see what you think about the season so far. It's been kind of a roller coaster starting at the beginning of the season, just getting gelled with this team. What do you think about the progress that this team has made so far? I think we're heading in the right direction. Anytime there's a new group of guys and we have a lot of talent. So everybody's just still, I wouldn't say still, but I feel like we're just now starting to get comfortable with each other and um, figure out what everybody's strength is and really know know each other. So I think we're heading in the right direction. We had, we had a road trip just recently where we dropped two, the one in sack was a tough one. And uh, but we're we're right there, and we've been right there all season, even with some of the best teams. So um, we're just gonna keep working and see where it goes. You've had just an incredible year coming into the rotation, been so efficient. And Dennis and Nerlens, those guys kind of told us earlier, like Abdul took a step up. What did you do this summer to get yourself into this place? You know, everybody always talks like, oh, you lost weight, you did this. To be honest, the main thing was just working on my men- my mental and um, under- not just from understanding the game more, which it was which was part of it, but um, just understanding myself more and um, understanding, I don't know how to put it this. I was kind of just like really sporadic, riding the wave really hard in the past, and now it's more just like, staying with it no matter what you know if that makes any sense yeah so what did it take to kind of like have that introspective moment that you had to change the way you reacted to that wave as you're talking about um you know i started it was interesting i started reading this book midway through the summers uh the way of baseball about sean green i don't know if you guys ever heard of him 16 year baseball player like 11 year all-star yeah. like but he was talking about a lot of things he went through in the, in that book and how you know, I, I, I don't, obviously coming from Egypt, I didn't really know much about baseball. It's, even right now, I still don't know much about baseball. But um, just from reading the book, and it's such, it's, there's such a fine line between being great and just mediocre in that sport, especially as a hitter. And he was just uh, talking about that stuff, and it really resonated with me. And I think it stuck with me for a while. What's well, clearly playing out here this season for you? Clearly, and you've been a part of some really clutch time situations recently for the Thunder. Multiple starts for you, especially mm-hmm. over that road road swing. What's what's the mentality like when you guys get into these really close game situations? Is it encouraging that you come out on the winning end, or is it more frustrating that you are in those situations? You can, it's it's tough. I don't like to think of it like that because. You could be in any situation, any moment in the game. When you start like getting mad, oh, this was a close game, but we won, and we should have beat them by 20. 
Uh, a wise man once told me, don't ever apologize for winning. As long as you get the job done, that's that's what matters. Yeah, and the, and the ones you lose, right? Like, you can't can't dwell. You got to have kind of amnesia in this league. You got to learn from it. And shoot, you play tomorrow or the day after that. So <laughs> hopefully you get the next one. So recently our office had our annual Christmas party and we go to a bowling alley. I didn't alley. get invited. <laughs> we were on the <laughs> road. And so were, some of us didn't get a chance to go. He didn't get to go either. Oh, okay, okay. But the rest of us I had I feel a, your pain, bro. Yeah, thanks, bro. We'll go bowling <laughs> we'll, some other time. We are so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we got to go bowling, and each team came up with their own team names. And a lot of player pun names came out, and you were the star of a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we want to get your reaction. Go uh, like reverse quality order. Reverse quality. Okay, okay. So this bad to good or good to bad? Bad to good. All right. Well, in our opinion. In our oh, opinion. Okay. Well, yeah, you get to choose. So, Nader Chasers. Uh, that one's not good. <laughs> okay. Tornader Alley. I've heard that one too many times. Dang, okay. Or Naders of the Lost Ark. That one's creative. I like that. I think that was our top favorite yeah. as well. Yeah. There were a couple for Shay, too. There were a few for Shay. Shay, my name, Shay, my name. <laughs> that was good. That was my idea. Thank you. Appreciate that. This is producer Hindi, Bowley Donovan. I like that one too. That one's good. <laughs> and then another Shay one. That's what Shay said. Uh, that was all right. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story is I had the best teammate. Abdul, thank you so much for stopping by and dropping some wisdom for us. We appreciate oh, you. Thank you guys Thanks for having me. Here at the Thunder, we like to keep the main thing the main thing, and we're going to react to what we just heard from Abdul Nader. Nick, what was your favorite part of our conversation? I loved hearing him talk about his summer, and a lot of times we think about the sweat equity, the work that goes into the summer. It's all ball handling and shooting and defensive drills and weight room. And I really liked Abdul letting us know that it's actually just as much about the mental side of the game, the mental side of being a human being and overcoming some of the things that you have to overcome about yourself, about your ego, about your expectations. And I, I just loved hearing him kind of explain that and let us in a little bit. You could definitely tell that he's just playing at such a mature level this year. What are you seeing tangibly on the floor from him? I think composure, and that's a word that we use a lot, but I think there's a level of poise and maybe a lack of urgency that every play has to be perfect and I think what we're seeing from Abdul is understanding that he has options when he comes down the floor he doesn't have to just barrel head straight to the rim in transition Uh, I think his timing has slowed down in a sense that he's not rushing through every option and so I think we're seeing maybe some of what he's talking about there that it doesn't have to be this ideal possession every single time when he gets these short chunks of minutes, he can just go out there and do the job that he needs to do. And so it's less focused on what numbers he's getting. And it's more focused on, did I defend at a high level for the last three, four minute stretch when I was on the floor? When I get back to the bench, am I analyzing what's happening? So I know exactly what to inject when I jump onto the floor next time. Being a complete player and focusing on every aspect of the game versus just maybe the numbers that show up on the box score. And it's something that Billy Donovan says too, 90% of the time that a guy is on the court, the ball's not going to be in his hands. 
what are they doing during that 90% of the time to warrant them being on the floor? And that's what, when we brought it up to Dooley, the guys like Dennis and Nerlens have said is like, it's becoming a lot harder to take Abdul off the floor because of all the things that he's doing within the game. It does show a level of maturity to just knowing that you can impact the floor without putting points on the board, rebounds, assists, just numbers in general. And I think for younger players, that's always the motive, right? When you get into the game, you want to stay on the floor. And so you think the way I'm going to stay on the floor is to put the ball through the hoop or snatch this awesome rebound when maybe it's just being disruptive on defense, being in the right spots on offense, causing help defenders to help over so your teammate can get a layup. It's little subtle things that you can do to impact the game that we're seeing from Abdul this year while also he's doing really well shooting the ball and putting up good numbers. Yeah, there's fake security in the number that you see on the stat sheet. The true confidence comes from knowing, you know, I did my job on that play, and I know that the coaching staff saw that. And so I think that's what we're seeing from Abdul. What did you like best about what you heard from Abdul during our podcast? I'm going to be quite honest. It was the fact that he said, Shay my name, Shay my name was the best bowling name. So, Hindi, take that. Hey, I still got the hardware. You did, yeah. But no, Shay, my name was great. And we were lane buddies, too. Yep, and you heard Destiny's Child the whole night. I mean, who can complain about that? I feel bad Nobody. for Nick. He's got so much FOMO being on that road <laughs> I trip. I know. I can't believe I missed the party. <laughs> Which What would what, what have been your um, team name? Oh, gosh, put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> let me see. Or maybe what team would you have wanted to be a part of? Taking away who's on the team, favorite team name. <laughs> Paris, I would have loved to have been on Shay My Name, Shay My Name. The, f- yes. the fact of the matter is I can't believe you even know that song because you were probably like six when that song came out. Yep, and I listened to it all the time. It was one of my favorite songs. Just anything, I told you, anything Beyonce is me. That's so, true. So Destiny's okay. Child, anything Beyonce, basically. Yeah, more of a TLC guy myself. Like, don't go chasing Nader Falls. <laughs> that was a nice try. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> We talked about it a little earlier on the show, but what made us look as a pod crew were the suits, the custom tailored suits that the team wore on their entrance into the game on Wednesday. And what stood out for the most part were the turtlenecks. There was a surprising high amount of turtlenecks that we saw in conjunction with the suits. Yeah, Dennis, Hami, Shay, all rocked a turtleneck. And it's actually something that Danilo has done a lot this season. Danilo is always very sharply dressed after games. A lot of guys, you know, it's kind of hit or miss whether it's a sweatsuit or something pretty sharp. But Danilo is, his game is always on point. And it was cool to see that everybody else was joining the Turtleneck gang too. So is the Turtleneck making a comeback? Like, is it just like, has that always been a thing, a Turtleneck and a blazer, or is that like a new trend? I'm curious. I'm I, not up on my men's fashion. I, well, gosh. I, <laughs> neither am I, but I definitely, I've never seen or definitely pulled off a turtleneck with a blazer, like incorporating it into a suit look at all. I just remember being a kid and hating turtlenecks because I kind of felt like I was just being like, <laughs> like very like, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, you're like a little scared when you're trying to put it over your head and it's like a really long time before you <laughs> get your head out. And maybe you accidentally go through the armhole and it's... You know, it's very scary. There's a lot of hazards with a turtleneck. Yeah, you've got to got to watch out. As with most fashion, I'm sure being a professional athlete helps you pull off a turtleneck better than other and it other people can pull things off. Custom tailored fit as well. Yeah, yeah. that's true too. <laughs> yeah. We've come to that point in the podcast where we want to bless your timeline and 
On Tuesday, Chris Paul did something super, super awesome at the local Target where he took a group of kids from Big Brothers Big Sisters and treated them to a shopping spree. Partnered with an organization that Chris actually was a part of when he was a kid. He was a big brother when he was in high school. And so bringing it full circle, you know, now that he's in the NBA, he always uh, works with the Big Brothers Big Sisters program and gave each kid $100 to spend at Target on whatever they wanted for their Christmas. There was one caveat, though, and that was that they had to use some of the money to buy a present for someone else. Man. So not only are you teaching them about the art of giving and just, you know, how important that is, but you're also teaching them how to budget their money, right? You got 100 bucks. I'm a kid. I'm like, okay, how can I maximize this? I have to get something for somebody else. But, you know, it's 100 bucks. Chris actually kind of gave a big speech to the kids beforehand, and it was funny. He was almost kind of like a stand-up comedian up there, and the peanut gallery was firing off funny questions. But Chris was like, yeah. There's a little bit of math class going on tonight, too, so y'all better be ready. And one kid shouted out, and taxes. (laughs) So whoever that kid was really knows the power of a dollar. What are some of the the things you saw going in carts? One thing that I wasn't expecting was I saw three or four skateboards. And, you know, Christmas time isn't exactly skateboard season, but uh, that was one thing. Toys, uh, Legos. Star Wars stuff. Of course. There's all sorts of things. But I I was really impressed. Actually, a handful of the kids that I talked to, all of them, the very first thing they did was go try to find something for their parent or their sibling or their cousin, whoever it was that they were going to buy something else for. And in fact, one of them hadn't even bought anything for themselves yet. And so I thought that was really cool that they took Chris's message to heart. It does feel good to get your Christmas shopping done all in one one go-round. And especially if, you know, it you didn't have to spend any of your money. That's true. <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Thunder Basketball Universe. We want to thank Abdul for coming and joining us here at the Universe. And, of course, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our producers. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later. No one's going to ask me, but my favorite part was that he had a gold lightsaber as a <laughs> Star Wars force. We user. know, Hendy. <laughs> Gosh. Can we just make this if a this Star Wars If this becomes a pod? Star Wars pod, I'm done. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>